T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's 10.07, almost 10.08 on KMOX. We're at 11.20 a.m. You can listen on 98.7 FM. That's our new uh, our new translator, whatever you call it. Translator, Mike? Okay, thank you. And then you can always listen online at odyssey.com slash KMOX. Man, this show is flying by. I have so much in front of me that we haven't gotten to, uh, to get to yet. But I did want to share with you guys... Uh, uh, by the way, I'm Rachel Zimmerman. I'm on the Dave Glover Show every day on KMOX from 2 to 6 p.m. Check us out if you've, uh, for some reason, you're listening to me and you don't usually listen to Dave Glover. There's uh, probably not that many people, but we'd, we'd love to have you in the afternoons. Um, so earlier today, I was preparing to do this show. We did the DGS, and I've been here since about 11 o'clock this morning. So I brought in like a, a little freshening up kit, you know, some deodorant, some mouthwash, uh, stuff for my hair, and I brought in what I thought was fragrance in an aerosol can that I got in like an advent calendar at Christmas. It was a beauty calendar, and it just said, it's fragrance. So I thought, great. So all day, I've been spraying it on my wrists and on my chest, and I'm feeling like I smell amazing. And then uh, Andrew and I were sitting in my office right before we were about to go on the air, and I give myself another good spray, and (laughs) I think to myself, you know, it kind of it doesn't smell as good as I thought it should smell. And I looked at the can and it said uh, hairspray. So I've been spraying hairspray all over my body all day long for some reason thinking that it was perfume. So that's just a little uh, a little taste of who I am in general. I think that's a good sampling. So that's what you're dealing with on At Your Service KMOX. Uh, very happy to be here. Very happy to see my friend Orlandez from Vintage Vinyl. Hey, hey. Hey, what's up? Oh, you thanks, got a good race. Thanks for the hairspray, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on the air. You, you're on the radio all the time. Yes. Um, I'm on KDHX uh, on Friday nights. I have a show called Night Grooves uh, from 7 to 9 p.m. You can tell by Shameless that voice. Plug. He's oh, sounding yeah. great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Thank you. So I been, wish I could wake up sounding like this. <laughs> so we've been friends for a long time. And sometimes people ask me like, oh, how do you know your friend Orlando? I'm like, I don't know. We just started hanging out. We both love music. We both love going to concerts. And just the St. Louis music scene in general, I feel like is very, um, the circle is wide but small yeah. at the same time. So it's like you're bound to basically meet 
someone mm-hmm. like another friend or a mutual friend or something like that. So so how long? So you work at Vintage Vinyl, just absolutely an institution in St. Louis. How long have you been there now? I've been there now for 12 years. Wow. I know. And you're 30 an just to give people a taste. <laughs> like, so your entire adult life, you've been at Vintage. Yes. All of my 20s, my glory years spent at uh, Vintage Vinyl. And um, yeah, it's yeah, some of the best best years of my life thus far. And vinyl is a huge part of your life. Absolutely. Um, I started collecting records when I was eight. Uh, my dad started getting me into it. He's the first person to take me to vintage vinyl when I was about eight years old. And um, after that, it just basically spawned from me getting any form of money, allowance, cutting lawn more, you know, mowing the lawn, all that kind of stuff, and just being like, records, records, records. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up working there, and my apartment is just flooded with them now. And I wonder how many people about our age have that same story. Like, my dad took me to Vintage for the first time. That was my first time, uh, first time down in the Loop. And I'm from Grafton, Illinois. It's a town of 600 people. <laughs> so being in St. Louis was mind-blowing. And then my dad took me to Vintage Vinyl. It was on New Year's Eve, I feel like, when I was maybe 12 or 13. And my mind was blown. And wow. I thought, this is the coolest place on earth. And when you're little, I mean, like, that place, I'm there so much now that it, that it's basically, like, a second home for me. It's mm-hmm. a part of me. But when I was little, that place just seemed huge to me. It was like an amusement park, you know, and just, like, seeing all these different uh, records and CDs and you know I was a big Michael Jackson person so just like I've never seen this copy of uh, Thriller or Bad or something <laughs> like that on on vinyl you know what I mean so it was just it was just a huge thing for me as a kid and it spawned into um, you know a career as an adult. So how many uh, how many records do you think that you own? Um, well actually uh, over quarantine um, during COVID uh, that was my project was cataloging all of my records and I uh, came out to about uh, 4,500 or so. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing that number out. That's all. Or so, you know, give or take. <laughs> Isn't it really like that. weird? Uh, obviously, your kids will not have this problem. But so many people <laughs> in our generation grew up exposed to our parents' record collections and, and even like cassette collections and things like that. Mm-hmm. And with music the trending digitally, it's it's so weird that like... People in our generation's children may not have that same kind of experience of like growing up hanging out. Yeah, around I found your... my dad's old Spotify playlist. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you never know. Exactly. Honestly, I, I but, found my uh, Apple Music account. But you know, you make a, a really good point, though. Like some things are, are really, um, um, you know, in cycles as far as that goes. Because you know, my parents always used to say, like, we never would have thought that these things would have made a comeback twenty mm-hmm. something years later. You know, and it's just crazy because now. I'm seeing kids that are um, that were my age or like in their teens, you know, and they're just buying these albums and like new stuff. Like we were talking about a couple of new artists before the break earlier um, and they're still making new records and everything. And it's great that they're actually appealing to that audience and they're not just making it like your Carole King tapestry or um, Eagles greatest hits or anything like that. And they still make those things as well. But it's great that they're actually appealing to a newer audience. So I I think that's great. Uh, no, me too. I tell it to like my two or three copies of it at home. So do you love it when people come in and they go, yeah, I want to get into vinyl, but I, I don't know what I want today. Can you help me out? Uh, there is nothing more gratifying than that. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's it could be overwhelming at the mm-hmm. same time, but it's just so gratifying because it's just uh, I see a lot of myself in those same people, uh, you know, when they come in, those same kids and you can tell that that passion is there and they really, you know, they, they're serious about this and they really want to get into it. So to sell someone their first copy of whatever it is, it's, it's always such a great feeling because I remember that when I was a kid, I remember buying 
my first copy of the Who, uh, Who's Next or yeah. Led Zeppelin Four or something like that. So it's like it's almost like reliving my my life. <laughs> so if we put a shelf up in here and we said go into the vintage stock and you put your staff picks, what's what's the top three? Oh man, just like of all time, I guess. Sure. Um. Well, like I said, I'm a Michael Jackson person, so Thriller's definitely up there. Prince Purple Rain. Um. Oh, it's always tough on that last one. <laughs> um, probably Zeppelin. I would say like Led Zeppelin. Um, yeah, Led Zeppelin Four. That was like my first rock album that I heard that blew my mind. And what's your favorite record that you own? Um. Oh man, that's another toughie. Uh, I'd say maybe I actually have a um a copy of Frank Ocean's Blonde on oh, vinyl. I love and that that's, album. Oh yeah. And it's like an a it's a legit copy of it. Like he only released it for twenty four hours on Black mm. Friday in twenty sixteen. And um yeah, the prices for that just skyrocket online right now. I of course would never sell my copy. Mm-hmm. Um I love it, but that's probably one of my most like treasured possessions that I own on vinyl. I love that. That That's a good investment. A lot of people are pouring their money into Bitcoin and <laughs> we're the idiots buying Dogecoin over here. It all means nothing, but you have something physical you can hold in your hand that's going to be worth more in 20, 30 years. Like so. we were talking about, you know, kids later. If I have some kids, that might be a good college fund. So yeah. I don't know. They might have to pry it from my dead hands. But So vintage really is an institution in St. Louis. Um, What are your other like favorite places in the city? If you had a friend coming in from out of town and you had to show them around, where would you take them? Um, Well, of course, the arch that's just like a given, you know, the Gateway Arch. Uh, art museum. Um, We're you know, so lucky to have our art museum. We really are. That was one of the first places I went to um, once I started feeling comfortable with everything pretty recently, like a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. like, you know, with vaccinations, you know, taking place and everything. I just went back to the art museum because it's just such Zen there. It's just so tranquil. And even though I've seen some of those pieces so many times, it's just like just so beautiful actually witness. So you mentioned uh, the pandemic, which I mean, it just keeps bleeding into every segment, but it's obviously <laughs> a avoid it? pretty big thing that happened. How did that affect you guys at the shop? Uh, Yeah, well, we closed uh, back in March of 2020 and we were closed until June 1st is when we opened. Uh, so we have been open for a whole year now, mm-hmm. pretty much starting next week. Um, it didn't really hurt us too much. You know, luckily we had, uh, we kind of adapted to it. We had our website and everything. So mm-hmm. we were appealing to kind of online sales and things like that. But like with everyone else, it was a real scary time. We didn't really know what we were facing and, you know, what the future of everything held. But luckily we have a really great clientele base. And uh, over that whole two and a half month period, uh, we really were able to, you know, kind of make things afloat. And then when we reopened our doors, it was even more better. You know, like people were still safe and luckily we had no cases on staff or anything. So everyone was just super prepared. We were cleaning everything. And um, yeah, it actually kind of went by, you know, really smooth for us. We're really fortunate for that. So kind of my excuse to get you in the studio tonight was National Record Store Day. Did that get canceled last year or was it online only? What went on with that? So uh, what happened with it is a lot like what's going to happen this year with it. Um, They split it up into they called it RSD Drops. Uh, So it basically last year it was three. It was three Saturdays. It was like uh, third Saturday in June, July and I believe in August. 
Um, and normally how Record Store Day works is it's just one day. It's usually the third Saturday in April. Exclusive releases come out that day. It's essentially a celebration for record stores. So we have live music, DJs, um, free beer. We had free wine back in 2019. It's just a really just fun day uh, for stores. Of course, with 2020 being the way it was, we couldn't do all of that. Um, so it ended up just being three essential Saturdays where the releases, as opposed to being released in one day, were released throughout three days. Um, and the way we did it were we opened a couple of hours earlier, um, kind of let a selected amount of people in. People, you know, waited in line like they usually do to get in mm-hmm. because no pandemic is going to stop anyone from getting their music. I know it didn't stop me. Um, but, you know, we let a select amount of people in it at a certain point. Uh, let them kind of go through the exclusives. Uh, they checked out, and then we'd let another selected amount of people in. And again, we didn't really know how that was going to play out, but it went really smoothly. And so. things are pretty much back to normal this year as far as letting people into the store? Yes. Uh, so we will be repeating again like we did last year. There won't be any live music, unfortunately, no live DJs. Really keeping our fingers crossed for 2020. Uh, But, yeah, we're going to have a select amount of people that we let in. We are going to open an hour prior this year, so at 9 o'clock. And it's also going to be two dates this year. Uh, It's going to be June 12th, which is a Saturday, and then July 17th, which is also a Saturday. Awesome. Orlandez, can you hang out for another segment with us? Please. I'm, like, thrilled to be here. Thank you. Okay, awesome. No, we're thrilled to have you. You're listening to At Your Service on KMOX. When we come back, we're going to still be hanging out with Orlandez, and Andrew's going to have some uh, headlines of the day for you. Uh, You're listening to KMOX 1120 and 98.7 FM. Nearly a century of informing, entertaining, and serving St. Louis. KMOX. I had to fit some Wilco in if I'm going to host the show. I mean, come on. You're listening to At Your Service on KMOX. Listen to us on 1120 AM, 98.7 FM, or at odyssey.com slash KMOX. If you missed any part of the show tonight and you would like to go back and listen, you can use the Radio Rewind fixture, fi- uh, uh, feature at <laughs> odyssey.com slash KMOX. Hanging out with my friend Orlandez. He works at Vintage Vinyl. He's kind of Mr. St. Louis. Everybody knows Orlandez. He's friends <laughs> with everybody. Uh, we just talked about National Record Store Day. I had one more question for you just about vinyl in general before we move on to Andrew's headlines. And that is, since you have 4,500 records, since it has been your life, um, what about vinyl is special? Because I feel like it's very trendy and people like to hop on that trend, but maybe we're not understanding the craft behind it, the art behind it. What does it mean to you? Well, I've always kind of felt... um it's more of a personalized thing. So you asking what it means to me, of course, I can elaborate. Um, but for me, it's just always kind of taken me back to when I first heard records. And it's just you can watch it. You can hear it. It's just so many different um, senses that are involved with it that are so great as opposed to uh, digital platforms or anything on your phone where you just press a button. And you just go, OK, that's it. You know, with a record, you can actually, like I said, you can watch it play and um, the covers as well. That's another thing. The covers have always kind of felt like were literature in their own right, you know, especially like gatefold albums where you can open them up and you can read liner notes. I was always a geek for that kind of thing. The art as well. I used to have the record covers all over my wall as a kid, you know, at my old room. Um, but for me, it's just more it's um, I don't know. It's just like I said, it's more of a a physical and also a, a mental thing at the same time. Mm. It's just a lot of different um, things that are elaborate, el- elaborative with it. 
full experience. Yes, very much. It's also almost like a concert. You know, it's yeah. just again something you can see and you can hear. And I like that. It's mindful. We yes. we have so many things where you can just instant gratification, press play, and this is you. You got to dedicate yourself if you want to listen to a record. I mean, just before I got here, about like an hour or so ago, I was sitting in my music room and mm-hmm. just going through my shelves, and I was just like, "What do I want to hear right now?" And just pulled out a Santana record, took it out of its hmm. cover, took it out the sleeve, plopped it on the record, put the needle down, sat in my uh, my late dad's recliner, and just soaked it all in. You know? Are you real uh, nitpicky about keeping them clean? My dad always, and still is, he's like, <laughs> now you only touch the edges, and we use this special cloth and all this. <laughs> yes. Um, I will admit, as a kid, of course, you know, I was a little rambunctious, and I didn't know how to take care of stuff, and now I'm just, like, rebuying some of those classic records again, because like you 11 year old knucklehead mm. you you didn't know how to take care of rush what's wrong with you <laughs> um but yeah like as i've gotten older of course vinyl upkeep is very very important so i'm um you know i'm all about storing them in their sleeves everything is alphabetized as well in my collection mm-hmm. believe it or not that also was tedious but it was worth it um but yeah very cool you were listening to smooth weren't you What's that? Oh, yeah. yeah. A question, no question. Yeah. Gotta yeah. get in the right zone. Gotta get that Rob yeah. Thomas Gotta in. get that daily <laughs> listen of smooth. I, ha- I <laughs> have to, to prepare fair. for the show in a supernatural way. Yeah. To Mic be fair, uh, we asked all of our guests to do that before at your service tonight. Yeah. So. I think you were the only one that did, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks for doing the homework. If for only Maria homework. was still here. Maria, Maria. <laughs> I was singing that to her earlier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all's, yeah, we're good now. So, so Andrew <laughs> has a story for us about... BTS, his favorite K-pop group. Yes, I am. Lay it on us, Andrew. Unironically, a massive fan of. So explain what K-pop is to the KMOX audience. Uh, K-pop stands for Korean pop, and it is a BTS in particular is a group of of seven wonderful boys from the uh, (laughs) from the country of Korea, and uh, they make very very good uh, pop music. They're very talented. They're they're and they're just they're just. Guys, likable. They're just like so wholesome. Dynamite. They're just so wholesome, <laughs> and they're so sweet. And it's just as you get to learn about them. I learned about them through my wife, who's a huge fan. And then you get to learn more about them, and it's just it just makes you feel good inside to know about them, you know. And today is the debut uh, here in the U.S. of the BTS meal collaboration with McDonald's. You may remember they did the mm-hmm. Travis Scott meal uh, back in I think September or oh, August. Yeah. And then the J Balvin meal, mm-hmm. which which was a little less impressive. Uh, that was maybe October, November. And now they're back with the BTS meal. It is a uh, ten piece nugget, French fries, and a Coke. Nothing really exciting or special about that. However, the uh, the dipping sauces that is included with the nuggets are the sweet chili and Cajun. Mm. Uh, nothing particularly Korean about the Cajun sauce. The sweet chili is made of gochujang, which is a very famous Korean spice. But both of these flavors are only available in Korea. They are like the staple sauces of McDonald's that you would. Oh, visit that's in very. Korea. That's an, a neat uh, yeah. trivia. So they fact. wanted. So they wanted to do something that was like McDonald's, but also authentically Korean, and uh, that's what they came up with. That's really cool, and I, I'm sure there are people out there listening, thinking, "Okay, uh, it's a chicken McNuggets meal, though. Who cares?" You wouldn't think that it works, but it works. They got me with that Travis Scott meal. I, I, I went and I got that. Scott I never meals. go to McDonald's, but I really wanted that I Travis Scott about meal. That. I remembered that. <laughs> I got in an argument with my wife because much like the BTS uh, uh, collab where there's uh, merch, right? There's McDonald's BTS collab merch. There was McDonald's uh, Travis Scott collab merch, and I wanted so badly to buy this shirt. And that was like $180, and my wife was like, you're never, come on, don't buy the $180 McDonald's shirt, please. Can you just, 
So Andrew and I were on the Dave Glover show together for about five years. And probably one of my top five moments of the show was, I don't know how it came about, but we were able to cajole Andrew into singing BTS karaoke. And I'm not kidding. I I couldn't stop dancing. I couldn't stop <laughs> smiling. It was just one of my favorite moments ever on the air, and I will never forget it. It's just great. I might have to try to dig that up and play it coming into the next segment. Orlando, thank you so much for coming down today. It's so great to see you. Thank and all you guys for uh, yeah for having me. And, of course, Rachel, you know, again, just like years of friendship all based off of music. It's, um, yeah, it's really a fortune and yeah, it's great. I'm very grateful oh, for that's it. So, so sweet. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with At Your Service on KMOX. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Get the inside story on what's happening with your St. Louis Cardinals this season directly from the Redbirds manager. It's the Mike Schilt Show, Sunday mornings at 10.15, sponsored by Bath Fitter on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. It's turn. It's I can't talk. It's ten thirty-five on KMOX, eleven twenty a.m., ninety-eight point seven FM, Odyssey.com slash KMOX. I know I just said goodbye to Orlandez, but he's staying. I I changed my mind. I'm allowed to do that. I'm taking over your show. My pal gets to stay. <laughs> uh, I get to talk to uh, all my friends tonight. Uh, Carl Middleman is on the phone, so Carl is definitely a Renaissance man. He's always running around doing something, working for the Blues, <laughs> doing a million things in radio. But what I know him best as is a movie critic. So Carl's here to talk to us about theaters opening back up again, the movie industry coming alive again. Carl, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Rachel, I'm glad to hear you on the air hosting your own show tonight on KMOX. That's great. Thank you so much. So as I understand, you went to go see A Quiet Place 2 the other night. Was that your first theater experience in a while? And if not, what what was your first movie back after the pandemic? (laughs) Well, Technically, it was my first one inside of a theater, but I did go and see Tenant at the Skyview Drive-In last summer. Okay. And so I, I'm i debating, does that count as me going to see a movie? Because I, I did go out and I did go, I would have gone to a drive-in last year anyway. 
Right. And so I, I'm on the fence on whether that counts or not. But I, I'm, I'm going to say it does. Yeah, but to me, just knowing how much you love films and knowing how much you love to go <laughs> see them, like you sitting in the chair is, I think, uh, your first like real one back. So what what was that feeling like when you got to go see a movie in a theater again? Well, that was that was the funny thing. The next movie I was supposed to see, I saw The Hunt last year. That was the last one I saw in the theater, and I saw that at the Galleria. The next movie I was supposed to see, if there wasn't a blues game, which I don't think there was, was going to be A Quiet Place Part 2. Oh, wow. And, and so that was the first one that they canceled on us. And then they moved it to November, and then they moved it to now. And so the, technically... It was just a big pause. The next movie I was supposed to go see in a theater was Quiet Place Part 2. And the next movie I did see was Quiet Place Part 2. So it, and seemed, it was a ghost town. <laughs> so it seems like we kind of went through a dry spell during COVID. We kind of ran out of movies quickly and then production halted on a lot of things. But I know things are, are getting back into the swing. We can look forward to these new releases coming out. What are you most excited to see this year? Um, well... I've already changed what my favorite movie of the year is so far, but what's coming up telling people to see next would be black widow. And, you know, we were used to getting two or three Marvel movies a year. And now we are going to get three this year after waiting an entire year. But you could say that WandaVision and the Falcon and the winter soldier kept everybody's appetites whetted sufficiently. Very nice. You know what I'm really excited to see? I think it doesn't come out till 2022, but it's Dune with Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. Yeah. That looks so good. And and Zendaya is great. She's I I I like the I projects that she's picking for herself. Yeah, my absolutely. my daughter saw. She sang for the Girl Scouts here in St. Louis, and so my daughter saw her many many years ago, like when she was on that uh, Shake It Up show. Oh, that's cool. But. <gasps> but what I want, I'm telling people to see right now is a movie that would have been out in theaters and it would have been called Connected, but luckily Netflix bought it and Netflix changed the name and you can watch it in theaters or at home right now. My favorite movie of the year so far is The Mitchells versus The Machines. And it is, it's cartoon and it is about a girl and maybe this is because I have a rising senior, but this girl is going away to college and has one final road trip, and then the uh, robot apocalypse occurs while they're traveling from uh, the Midwest to the West Coast. So, What's the title again? I, I'm going to have to watch that. The Mitchells versus the Machines. It's on Netflix right now. now it it's animation. So it good. is fantastic. It's my favorite movie of the year so far. So, Carl, uh, I don't want to, you know, take the wind out of your sails in case you have a bigger review coming up later in the week. But can you give people a little taste of A Quiet Place, too, and let us know whether or not it's worth seeing? Yes, it is. It is a true part two. Uh, Besides a little uh, sneak peek of the first day that the creatures landed uh, with a little cameo from the director, John Krasinski, uh, once you get that little uh, preview out of the way, it takes place seconds after the first one ends. It is a true part two. So he, once, if you remember the first one, the, uh, the creatures and the humans have, uh, they, they, they're not getting along too well. So, but I, but I want to see, I would like people to see the first one. Don't, this is one of those movies that if you don't go into the, you can't just go into A Quiet Place Part 2 right. because actually 
you're not going to know anything. But if you've seen the first one, you'll know how the first one ended and it leads up to it. And it is a worthy sequel. And the best sequels, they take the main group and they split them up. And that is what they do. And they are in three different areas and each one is as terrifying as the rest. When I saw A Quiet Place in the theater a year, well, a couple of years, three years ago, the entire theater was quiet. And this time somebody hadn't remembered to, you know, put their seat back up. And so the, the leather seats, somebody's leaning their seat back and, like, <laughs> and everybody, everybody in the audience is like, come on. <laughs> That's just the, the things that you missed during COVID, but now, now they're back. Inconsiderate people in the movie theater. Carl, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And go see A Quiet Place 2 if you enjoyed the first one. And if that's sold out, go see Cruella. It's a lot better than it needs to be. All right. Follow Carl on Twitter at Carl the Intern. Thanks, Carl. Thank you, Rachel. All right, you guys. The show is almost coming to an end. It's gone by so quickly. I've had so much fun. Andrew, did you have another headline maybe you wanted to get to if, if it's not too much oh, trouble? Sure. I mean, I, let's round it out. I got, a, I got a couple here. This one really, really struck me um, because it re- the headline really buried the lead. Uh, the headline is that... Uh, Paris Hilton is engaged for the fourth time. Oh my goodness! Right, okay. and that's that's the headline. Uh, fourth time's a charm. <laughs> but what is buried in there is that uh, her uh, affianced proposed to her the weekend before her fortieth birthday. That's right. We are getting very old. Oh my goodness gracious! Paris Hilton is forty, and I uh, it, it really struck. I don't know why it struck me so hard. I was I was gathering stories for this today. And when I saw that, I was like, oh. Wasn't the Simple Life seriously like yesterday or last year or something? Man, I just remember that she was the it girl. When I was in middle school and going into high school, it was all about Paris Hilton, all 92 pounds of her (laughs) totally (laughs) unrealistic body image that I grew up uh, thinking was the absolute, you know, pinnacle of beauty. Uh, Now she's turning 40. She still looks amazing. Um, and she did that documentary series last year, or it was just one documentary, excuse me, detailing like all this abuse she went to and you kind of getting to know the real Paris Hilton. So you got to respect her for continuously reinventing herself over time. Did you guys ever hear the, uh, the old urban legend that Paris Hilton very, very secretly has a hobby where she like restores antique radios? I have no. heard that from you because you're obsessed <laughs> with that rumor. I have to he, know. This man brings this up any chance he gets. People don't talk about Paris that much anymore. I gotta take the I gotta take the hits where I can get them. Yeah, I'm obsessed with finding out that no one can tell me if it's real or not, or if it's. It does seem like it's real, but it also it can't be real. It can't be real, right? I hey, uh, I mean, she had an album. So anything is possible. She can do anything. (laughs) All right, guys, when we come back, we're probably not still going to be talking about Paris Hilton, but I can't make any promises. We have one more segment left of At Your Service on KMOX. All the news and all that matters to you. The voice of St. Louis, KMOX. I'm Rachel Zimmerman, hosting At Your Service on KMOX, 1120 AM. 
98.7 FM and odyssey.com slash KMOX. Uh, sitting here with my friends Andrew Stoles. We got Orlandez sitting in with us this whole hour. <laughs> you, you were just saying on the break, oh, it moves so fast. It runs like clockwork. I had those same feelings the first time I came down to the KMOX studio. Yeah. Um, this, this is a legendary station. I'm very, very honored to be given the opportunity to sit in this chair tonight. And it's been really fun. Uh, thank you to everyone who has listened and everyone who's reached out and, and been really, really nice. I feel great and very humbled, again, to just have this opportunity. But this is a real news station. It's like, bam, 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 and you're on, and this and this. And the first time <laughs> I was down here, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> I mean, you honestly, I mean, I know you've been doing radio for quite a while, but mm-hmm. like you, it fits you like a glove. It really oh, does. I'm not so just much. saying that. I mean, I have my little thing that I do, but this is like, <laughs> this is the legit stuff. This thank is you so stuff. much. And now I'm going to quit because everyone's being so nice and I never <laughs> want uh, to forget like how great this night feels. This Rachel has, been has stopped so, so looking cool. at me now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, just looking at the news here. General Motors is teaming up with Lockheed Martin to produce the ultimate off-road self-driving electric vehicles. Wait for it. For the moon. The project announced today that they're still in the early stages and uh, they're still waiting to get some money from NASA. But the goal is to get these vehicles on the moon. Man, that sounds pretty fun. What will they do on the moon? <laughs> They're going to be driving around up there, Andrew. Like with people or in them or is it just... I mean, I assume um, astronauts will be able to drive them around. <laughs> just going to turn the cars loose on the moon. <laughs> yeah, see what happens. The cars are on the moon now. So NASA is aiming to return astronauts to the moon by 2024. Oh, okay. Wow. So, And they put out a call for lunar rovers last year. So, I mean, these General Motors is delivering. I say give them some money. I mean, I don't know. I actually don't care. <laughs> but, I mean, how cool would that be if in a couple of years we're back on the moon and we're driving around up there and we can watch it on the webcam? <laughs> I would like to see it. That would, would be cool. I would like to cool. see somebody... In, like, the new, like, F-150 electric truck that uh, Joe was driving uh-huh. the other day. I would like to see, like, astronauts Vroom. in that thing. Joe Biden, of course, the yes. president. Yes. <laughs> He's on a first-name basis. Oh, oh Joe. Old Joey. <laughs> we all know him. He drove past my house. <laughs> no, I mean, everything like this is really cool to me, but also really scary. I'm scared of space. I know that in my lifetime, space is probably going to be a lot more attainable than it is now. I mean, you have billionaires sending people up there. You have... Tom Cruise filming a movie on the International Space Station coming up. Russia has their own response to that, which is like, uh, okay. (laughs) They're just trying to one-up Tom Cruise. But I don't know. If I ever got the opportunity to go, I don't know if I would because it just really freaks me out. The lack of control. I'm like, we're not meant to be there. I want us to go. I want us to explore. But me personally, it's not for me. You're curious, but like. Yeah, not that curious. Yeah, I'll watch you guys yeah. on the NASA website. I'll watch you make it happen for yourselves. Would you guys go if someone came to you and said, hey, I've got a spot for you on my shuttle? Mm, I, that might be a hard pass. I've seen enough Interstellar and, uh, <laughs> I don't know, The Martian <laughs> to, in order to get some kind uh, of yeah. a yeah thing on that. Yeah, never, ever, never, ever, ever, ever. I don't even love the idea of like travel traveling out of the country terrifies me to like a different country let alone like to outer space <laughs> traveling to a different country <laughs> terrifies <Yeah>. you yes. <laughs> like uh, uh this is before covid too. <laughs> right outer space and then like the deep ocean are, are those two are both very scary absolutely yeah. just terrifying thoughts i can't even like watch videos of the very deep ocean like it, it makes me that uncomfortable Anxious. to watch yeah it's 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 scary mm. Yeah, it's just the unknown. It's yeah, just, we don't know what's down there. Yeah, you know. I mean, I guess yeah, someone 
we'll eventually find out or that's the whole you know gist of this is yeah <laughs> the discovering something but it's just that's like i don't the, know if i want to be that one in the history yeah book, that's so. for the discoverers we will just be the people um being informed i saw that just be like the witnesses yeah it'd be like yeah. I, I i remember that exactly yeah i didn't I was do that exactly Exactly. I was rooting on the whole time, everybody. <laughs> I was watching from just right over. You just, you barely couldn't see me, but I was right over there the <laughs> whole time. Man, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground tonight. It was great talking to Abby Larico and Sue Thomas about, you know, real estate, everything that's going on in that industry right now. Abby let us know about these rental scams. Sue Thomas let us know just if you're trying to buy a house, if you're trying to sell a house, here's what to look out for. Uh, we talked to Amy Markscores about running and uh, horrible <laughs> coffee shop experiences. <laughs> Tony Diagostino. Did I say it right, Mike? Diagostino. 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 Wow. I, Dagostino. See, I have this thing where if I know I'm mispronouncing something, it becomes 10 times harder for me to get it right because I have, you know, I get scared. Yeah. Like, oh, you're going to say it wrong again. Syndrome. So Anthony Dagostino, the CEO of St. Patrick's Center, let us know what was happening with their organization and all the great work they're doing in the city of St. Louis. And we talked to Maya, the uh, student who just graduated from WashU and how she was helping out the unhoused. And of course, Orlandez came down in studio, which was super fun. Got to talk about vintage, got to talk about music. Carl covered movies. If you missed any part of that during the show tonight, you can always go listen at odyssey.com slash KMOX. We have a um, radio rewind feature, which is just really easy. If you missed even like the last sentence, you could go back and grab that. If you want to podcast tonight's show, uh, don't search at your service. Search for Overnight America. That's typically the program that's playing right now, um, but we're just filing at your service under that. So if you'd like to go back and listen later, that's where you find it. And you will still see a picture of Ryan Recker there. Yeah, that the, is not Rachel. That's not. We look a lot alike. <laughs> Very similar. I don't want anyone to get confused. We do look really similarly. Exact same haircut, but... Yeah. Uh, that's a joke. We don't look like Rachel, <laughs> Rachel with the boy filter, you get right Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So thanks to everyone who reached out on Twitter and was super kind tonight. And we had a couple of phone calls. That was really, really cool. Uh, I'm getting tired. I'm not usually up this late. I usually yeah. go to bed around uh, 1030-ish. You said you've been here since 11. That's Yeah, yeah. it's been a long day. It's been a long day. A lot of hairspray. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to go home and take a shower because I am covered in hairspray. <laughs> that is my fault. Um... Just a note to self, they don't really make fragrances that come out of aerosol cans. And if it smells like hairspray, it's probably hairspray. Um, yeah, I want to go home. I want to see my cat and cuddle her. But again, it's been really an honor to be on KMOX tonight. I appreciate it greatly. Orlandez, thanks for coming down in studio. Thank you for having me, really. Andrew, thanks for always being my my friend and my support. I no couldn't have done it without you tonight. And Mike Anderson, you're the bomb. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It's been All a right, lot of fun. Guys. Thanks for listening to At Your Service on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.